morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving patriots all across the fruited plains. This is the host who love you the most, Luke Throop, here on another thoughtful, thought-provoking, thrilling Thursday. Friends, I am thankful for each and every one of you who are listening here in the audience today, everyone who's sharing, everyone who's subscribing uh, and supporting this mission by joining the Patriot Clubs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today, we're going to continue the conversation regarding religion, politics, and the future of humanity, episode 180 friends in the fight for freedom will you stand for freedom will you stand side by side and fight alongside people who believe differently than you do now when we were talking uh, in the last episode about lucifer and ai and the christian insurrection and all that there's a lot of heavy implications there we explored the reasons behind the left's current attempts to label christians as violent extremists pointing out that karl marx uh, his assertion that communism begins with atheism and the fact that the progressive playbook rules for radicals was dedicated to lucifer and all of that just really looking at the the underlining underlying philosophies there. This is not conjecture. This is verifiable historical fact, and these facts have heavy implication. Uh, and regardless of whether or not one professes Christian faith or is more non-religious in nature. And so I just want to kind of frame the conversation like this. You know, I imagine myself sitting around a campfire, cracking a cold, frosty beverage and, and talking amongst a group of friends. And, you know, uh, I have friends. Most of my friends are Christians, uh, but I have friends that are also some of my friends are uh, more agnostic. You know, I have I have friends that are Hindus and Buddhists and Jews. You know, I have friends that are 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 Wiccans and atheists, you know, I mean, these are all good people, not good humans in the sense of the progressive sense of being a good human, but genuinely good human beings who are concerned about the future of humanity. So with that context and in that conversation, I imagine, you know, facilitating this talking back and forth with people who may not agree on some what would seem like really important issues, particularly religion and philosophy and all of that. And while it's important to acknowledge the simple religious explanation for the left's hatred of God, that this rebellion is the work of Satan, this does not fully address the many reasons that this particularly pernicious predilection is so damn problematic, okay? I want to go out on a limb here a little bit because I believe it is absolutely critical to explain why this contentious issue is so important in secular terms, looking at it through the lens of logic. If you accept the Christian interpretation of these dynamics and, and the kind of historical events right now, that's awesome. Great. Okay. Just realize that there are many people sitting in this group around the campfire, uh, many other liberty-loving Americans whose personal relationship with God isn't particularly religious. All right. And why is that important? It's important because within the liberty movement, there are allies from all walks of life. There are centrists and agnostics and libertarians, even moderate Democrats. You know, I know, I know, you know, moderate Democrats, a rare unicorn, you know, but there are those who subscribe to constitutional ideas and the principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness who are not particularly religious individuals. And that's okay. These people are allies. We are all on the same side here. We can all still be friends. And we need to talk about the future moving forward with, you know, just kind of clearing the air on all of this stuff. And there are those who are inclined to live and let live. 
who believe in liberty and justice for all, regardless of religious affiliation or lack of religious affiliation. There are Muslims and Hindus and Taoists and Buddhists and Gypsies and Jews and, and a myriad other religious practitioners, even atheists, who reside on the right side of the political spectrum. And because they reside on the right side of the political spectrum, Spectrum and have respect uh, for other human beings and believe uh, in the, in the innate freedom uh, of humanity. Even if we disagree on the definition of God and the nuances of right and wrong, uh, we are still allies. Am I right? You know, we are still allies in the fight for human freedom, and that's so so very important because the the tactics of the left are to divide and conquer. I believe that one of the reasons there is so much talk about Christian extremists and such is precisely because it drives a wedge into the heart of the right side of the political uh, aisle, if you will. You know, it's the religious right. And there are people like, oh, man, you know, I'm not I'm not a fundamentalist. You know, I'm not a religious person. You know, I don't know about all this. You know, it's Christian insurrection, holy war. I don't really subscribe to that. I, but, but I also, you know, uh, and am you know, adamantly opposed to the progressive agenda being shoved down people's throats because it's counterintuitive. It's illogical. It doesn't make sense, you know? So is this a holy war? You know, is this God's people against the evil masses? You know, are we watching prophecy unfold? Have the end times finally arrived? Is this the tribulation? Are we in the pre-trib, post-trib? You know, you know, do you believe in the rapture? Should we look to the sky and listen for the trumpets, the seventh seal? Boom, you know? May I remind you to my Christian friends, no one knows the hour or the day. The end will come like a thief in the night. And given this understanding, I'd say let's set the scripture aside. Let's set religion aside and discuss the challenges ahead just really practically, real pragmatically. You know, hope, friends, is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy and faith without works is dead. So those who have ears, let them hear, you know, to all of my friends, regardless of your personal beliefs in the spiritual department, you know, if you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you fight alongside an agnostic who was willing to defend your faith, your family, and your community? If you know Christ is your Lord and Savior, would would you would you stand alongside a Muslim or a Jew to fight to the death for freedom for the future of humanity? Would that not open the door to share testimony and discuss faith, to talk about God? Okay? Now on the other side, you know, if you are a non-believer, if you are skeptical of faith, would you fight alongside a God-fearing Christian who was willing to lay down their life to protect your freedom? Wouldn't this common cause, this fight for freedom, for the future of humanity, drastically outweigh all of these different belief systems, you know, our differences in belief? It was uh, so in the army, you know, it was said that there is never an atheist in the foxhole. OK, so when we're talking about really serious things, uh, when we're faced with life and death and the potential to be killed in battle, you know, it's human nature to, quote, get right with God, right? We need to make sense of things. And that's why the military deploys chaplains whose uh, express mission is to tend to the spiritual well-being of troops from all walks of life, not just, uh, you know, Christian you know, God-fearing troops, but all troops, okay? So it, the point is this, friends. We are facing a very well-organized enemy who is determined to destroy the American way of life.
And in order to stand against this common enemy, okay, the enemy of we the people, the Amer- uh, enemy of the American way of life, the, um, the enemy of personal freedom, the enemy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, okay, patriots of all stripes and colors, all political, uh, even all philosophical and religious persuasions must set aside the differences, differences in faith in order to unite on the principles and the beliefs that we share and that we would all be willing to fight and die for. We need to remember always, always, always there is more that unites us than divides us. Again, regardless of, you know, personal interpretation here, we're talking about good versus evil. Okay. And, and regardless of religious persuasion, you know, most people agree that good and evil exist. If you have half a brain, you understand that good and evil exists. One need not appeal to anything other than observation to reach this conclusion. We don't have to draw God into the conversation. We don't have to pull scripture in the conversation. We don't have to go to church. We don't have to claim religious affiliation to understand that good and evil exist. And I know that that's like, you know, some people are like, Luke, what are you, you know, like I said, I'm going out on a limb here. I got to call it like I see it. Okay. I have to say that this is something that's being, it's a wedge being driven on the right. We are allies. Okay. Regardless of a political, uh, religious persuasion and all that. Okay. When a kidnapper steals a kid, abuses a child or sells them into slavery, that is evil. We can agree on that, right? That is evil. We don't need uh, a book or to appeal to a higher power to understand that that is evil. And conversely, on the opposite side, you know, when somebody comes to the aid or saves the life of a perfect stranger, that is good. Okay, there are good deeds, there are evil deeds. You know, this is this is something that we can see just right out there in front, you know, with our own eyes, eyes wide open. Right. Let's not pretend that there's not evil people who do evil things. There are. There are people who are suffering at the hands of evil people every damn day. Okay. This sense of morality, I believe, is embedded in the very nature of our being. Okay. We can sense it. We can know when something is right or wrong. We can sense good and evil, and we can perceive these universal opposites as they manifest through the various intentions of other people. This is hardwired into our human nature because our survival depends on it. You can imagine if, you, if, if, we, if we lacked perception, if we lacked that intuitive knowing of somebody being evil, right? What would happen? We'd all get just knocked off pretty easy. We'd be preyed upon by evil people. But you know when someone is lying to you or trying to trick you or trying to deceive you or trying to lure you into a trap to take advantage of you, etc. You can feel it. Something doesn't feel right. Right? I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. You can also know when someone is being kind, somebody is being genuinely friendly or who, you know, you're, you're interacting with somebody who sincerely cares and is open and authentic. You know, you can know that because you can feel that too. You can feel the positive human connection. And I wanted to take the time to kind of outline this very logical approach to morality because it establishes common ground for the most important point, and that is that this is a battle of good versus evil, and we can agree on that even if we don't agree on religious interpretation. Okay? You see, it's very, very important because communism is evil. Aha! And the commies are taking over the world! <laughs> I couldn't resist. I had to say that. But, you know, I'm not 
making this claim lightly. I don't say, oh, communism is evil because they're just a, you know, a bunch of atheists. You know? I'm not basing the statement that communism is evil on religious interpretation. Okay? Communism is not evil because it is atheistic and denies the existence of God. I understand that the, the case could be made and that could be argued that that is the case. But I believe communism is evil and that we could all agree that communism is evil because it seeks to manipulate and control people. Communism seeks to intentionally deceive people, to inflict harm and cause people to suffer, all for selfish material gain, for the accumulation of power, more power, right? It is the instinct to dominate others that manifests through politics. This is communism. Communism is a channel for the dark intentions of evil human beings to go out there and try to control other people. Just think about the millions and millions of people that have suffered and died under communist rule. You know, Stalin, Lenin, Mao, you know, on and on and on. You know, the people were lied to. The people were deceived. They were starved. They were abused. They were killed at will by the evil men who sought to rule them. And it was all supposed to be for the greater good. But again, they were deceived. They were duped into buying into the lies, the illusion. They drank the Kool-Aid, Hell's Gate. Uh, I'm sorry, Heaven's Gate. You know, it's, it's a cult mindset, the, the hive mind. And, you know, I, if you think I'm exaggerating here as far as the communism being evil, I want you to remember the chilling words from Barack Hussein Obama's buddy, the old radical communist uh, professor at the University of Chicago, domestic terrorist Bill Ayers, who says this, quote, Kill all the rich people, man. Break up their cars and apartments. Bring the revolution home, man. Kill your parents. That's where it's really at, man. Quote, Bill Ayers, communist, radical revolutionary. You see, in the minds of all these sick bastards, these twisted minds, these evil minds, the ends justify the means. There is no morality. Okay, there is only more and more chaos, which then is leveraged to gain more and more control. To achieve their goal of total control, the communists systematically plot to destroy all aspects of existing society. And that implies a great deal of suffering. So, yes, it is evil. Straight out of the Communist Manifesto. Okay, I'm just going to read a quote here written by, penned by Karl Marx himself. Quote, the communists disdain to conceal their views and aims. You know, like, look at Bill Ayers, he just called it right out there. Kill the rich people, man. Kill your parents. That's where it's really at. So the communists disdain to conceal their views and aims. They openly declare that their ends can be attained only by the forcible overthrow of all existing social conditioning. Social conditions, end quote. Okay, and let's not forget that the communists call this uh, this forcible overthrow. They call this the battle for democracy. Also from the Communist Manifesto, quote, the first step in the revolution by the working class is to raise the proletariat to the position of the ruling class, to win the battle of democracy, end quote, okay? The communists seek to forcibly overthrow all existing social conditions. That means d doing away with personal property rights. You will own nothing and be happy. That means separating their children, uh, children from their parents, all of this. And they state that openly in the Communist Manifesto. And they also talk about, you know, using the deceitful language, the hidden higher meaning and all of that, which is why when they call it a battle for democracy, 
they got to win the battle of democracy. What they're really trying to do is impose communist centralized control. Okay, how are they going to do that? By raising the peasants to the position of the ruling class. How are they going to do that? They're going to do that by convincing the useful idiots that the best form of government is mob rule. And who is the mob going to vote to rule for them? The people that lie through their damn teeth and promise to give them everything from cradle to grave. Oh, if you just vote for me, then I'll take care of you because we, the state, have the power to secure your safety. It's the lie. It's the illusion. Okay, This is what we're up against. This is the battle between good versus evil, friends. Do not be deceived. The progressives seek to forcibly impose their agenda against the will of we the people. And I would say against the will of humanity. Remember, we were just talking about uh, Ralia uh, Odinga and his, you know, he's a radical communist revolutionary. And he, he's tried five times to get voted in. They keep saying, you know, it's something about this guy. We just don't trust you. We're not really going to vote for you to be the leader of the Kenyan people. Okay, because why? He's going to forcibly impose his agenda. He's going to take control. That's what the commies do because they're driven by that evil impulse, that dark side of human nature. Okay, but the progressives who are out there, you know, in pushing this great reset, you know, hanging out at Davos, the World Economic Forum, on and on and on. These people are communists at their core, whether they wear the label or not. Okay, if they call themselves communists, they call themselves progressive, they call themselves socialist, democrat socialist, they call themselves just democrats. It doesn't matter what they call themselves if the intent is to control other people's lives, it's evil and they're using communist tactics to achieve this goal. Okay, they are actively deceiving the public by lying repeatedly and preying upon the useful idiots who take them at their word. You know, people are just naive and we want to believe the best in people. But this is how they intend to win the battle of democracy. And friends, must I tell you, I know you know, but we are not in a battle for democracy. We are in a battle for freedom. Friends, we are in a battle for the future of humanity so that that future generations can breathe free air. They can breathe freely without a mask on their face. They can express themselves and, and speak out against the government tyrants and, and travel the world without the draconian restrictions of a global socialist surveillance state. Friends, we are in a fight for the right to simply be human beings and to be free of government oppression. This is the battle of good versus evil. So take heart, my friends. You need not go to church or profess faith to see all of this through the lens of logic in your heart. You know that you were born to be free. And friends of all faiths, my Christian friends, you know, we know this to be true. Okay, if you are willing to fight for freedom then you are a force for good. You are on the right side of history. You are an ally, friends. And if you are willing to fight for freedom, then you will always be a friend of mine. And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. You know, it's going to be a long weekend. It's a fair weekend out here in Klickatak County. So I'm going to be doing the fair thing and having a blast. So uh, I hope you have a fabulous Friday and a wonderful weekend. But before we go today, friends, please do me the honor. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already and above all else i'm asking you please this is a favor do it for me i know it's a pain in the ass it might be a little bit of out of your comfort zone but will you share this message with your friend doesn't this seem like the kind of conversation that we could we could should be having because it brings people together that's the intention of my heart so i hope that you hear my heart and all of this get out there and embrace this day and i will look forward to talking to you again soon 